This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We are through the offense, and would you have 27 guys on offense? Is that what we came up with? That are already done. We say they're on it, right? 27 on offense? Mm, yeah. Did so, I, yeah. I had to make sure my math isn't wrong. I mean, we were just – we had a segment like – 40 well, seconds I'm trying to keep, we'll see. I'm trying to keep track on mine. I'm doing a count. We went 27 and we added the special teams to get us to 30. No, that's no. So it's 26 on offense. Plus killing me is 29, 29 plus 24 equals 53. All right. Okay. We'll get to 53 here. Uh, Darryl, I, I'm the one that failed math. Why am I doing the math? That's okay. <laughs> I don't really want to talk about uh, my algebra. At, uh, I'm still Clinton trying to figure out what X, Y, and Z is. There's a reason I took philosophy in college rather than math. Let's just be honest. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, by the way, stand by too. We'll give you a Jersey update too. We have asked you and you have come through strong when it comes to showing us uh, Browns quarterback jerseys in the wild. So we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Daryl, let's start with the all-important defensive line. Clowney, Bryant, Elliott, Garrett, Locks. What's after that? Uh, I'm going to say Alex Wright, Tommy Togiai, Perry and Winfrey, and Isaiah Thomas. Eight defensive linemen in total. There you go. So uh, Isaac Rochelle, no. He came over from Indianapolis. Uh, Roderick Perry II, Glenn Close. I'm sorry, Glenn Logan. Glenn Logan. If Glenn Close was making the team, we were all in for a very fatal attraction 
on this team. I just want to say that. Sorry, I screwed that up. And then we just said uh, Chris Odom, as we saw, he got injured, so that doesn't help him at all. He and goes then to IR. And Curtis Weaver, um, it, as we had reported at the beginning of this podcast, we had heard that he had been released from USA Today. Not from us, not from the Browns. All right, you ready to go linebacker? Let's go linebacker. Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, Jacob Phillips, Anthony Walker Jr., and John Dorsey's favorite name to say, Sione <laughs> Takitaki. Do you ever think you'd see a day where they only kept four linebackers? Seems no, odd, but that's that's the you know that's the game today that you know. Yeah, it's goofy. They're going to it, it, now. I I think they're going to keep four. There's a chance they keep five and go with eleven DBs versus twelve DBs. I have I, I have them going with twelve DBs. That's corners and safeties combined. Right. Um. But I I think that Tony Fields or Willie Harvey, those are your two competing if they go for. four five linebackers it'll be either willie harvey jr or tony fields uh the second but for the purposes of my roster uh i say they keep four linebackers all right so let's backtrack on the defensive side of the ball four linebackers and would you i'm sorry for doing this eight defensive linemen right yeah okay eight so i got that right there we go my math is coming back into focus all right let's go deep into the rest of this because this is where we go and we're talking about 11 or 12 corner safety free safety corner nickelback all right, where are we going? Uh, let's go the safeties first. I think that they will keep five of them. And those will be Grant Delpit, JJ3, that's John Johnson III, Ronnie Harrison Jr. I say D'Anthony Bell makes the team, the undrafted rookie free agent. I had he him is, as a question mark. I thought he, him very, very close. Had an outstanding training camp in preseason. Uh, I got him on the team and Richard LeCount as well. So... Uh, that is where I am at on the safeties. So that takes out pretty much Javante Moffitt, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So Moffitt, who came over from the Jets, uh, is out. Well, you want to go corners next? Yeah, that's all we have left on the table. Uh, you could say nickel, but that's all right. Go Because, I mean, if you go with five, if you start five defensive yeah. backs. Uh, so. Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom the second, Grady Williams, Martin Emerson Jr., A.J. Green, I think Sean Jolly makes the team mm. and then question mark for the final DB slot. Either a waiver, either a waiver claim or they keep like Herb Miller or Lavert Hill, which I don't think is going to happen, but I, you I said you did say Emerson, right? I didn't miss. Yes. Martin okay. Emerson Jr. Yeah. I was, I was like, I don't know if I checked him off from what you said. All right. So Ward, Delpit, Johnson, Williams, Newsom are your starters. And then you're back. Well, maybe. Your mat, your uh, backups are Green, Harrison, LeCount, Emerson, uh, and Jolly and Bell, right? Yeah, and and okay. what so, and what I'm going to do is build in a flex claim, okay? Um, where it could be anywhere on the roster. We got one, we got one position. Why we have 52 names so far, right? Uh, we built in an offensive uh, waiver claim, and that was at the tight end position. Uh, and we also built one in at wide receiver as well. And then, so I'm going to build in one defensive claim. So three total waiver claims or, uh, acquisitions via trade or whatever. I think they bring three new bodies in. All right. So that's, I mean, that's what it should look like. I mean, I, I, this was one of those years where it really wasn't that difficult. Was no, it? I mean, we were talking about picking eight spots, nine spots, maybe at the most. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I just, I don't think that there's going to be a tremendous amount of activity. Now, um, I still, again, to reiterate from earlier, I just, I'm really concerned about this receiving core. And look, I could be completely wrong and Schwartz rebounds and has a great year. And Donovan Peoples-Jones has an awesome year. And David Bell has a great rookie year. And, and Michael Woods, the second uh, as well. I just, they're unproven commodities. So I just think I'm real disingenuous with our audience if I just sit here and sell you on all these young kids stepping up in big roles and doing big, big things as young players. I just, I, I don't think that that's reality. Um, and it, it's part of the, the, the roster build roster evaluation process that, uh, GMs go through, um, Andrew Barry clearly wants to see what these young kids have. I'm not impressed with the, what, what, with what I've seen from a consistency standpoint, do they all have potential? Yeah, but can they do it consistently? Well, I don't know. Haven't seen them do it consistently yet. So I can't sit here and, and say that. And that's, you know, the, the crux of uh, my concerns. But yeah, I think three, maybe four tops. Uh, I just, I, I feel like that this roster for the most part, Andy, pretty well set. Some things obviously out of your control as far as injuries go. Um, I, I, I really thought Chris Odom might have had a chance to make the team there. I really like Isaiah Thomas a lot. Um, just, just had a daughter, the team led him to go to Oklahoma for the, for the birth. He back with the team. Unfortunately, he broke his hand, uh, late in camp, but was able to get himself back on the practice field, clubbed up, uh, wearing a, a cast and a brace and things like that was able to play, uh, Saturday night. I, I really like him a lot, uh, as a young developmental player, but you look in the, in the middle of that defensive line. They seem really, really uh, confident in Elliott and Brian. I mean, my goodness, Miles Garrett said last week he thinks Jordan Elliott's in for a big year, thinks he's going to have a breakout year uh, in year three uh, with the Browns. Um, and, and, you know, Tommy Togiai and Perry and Winfrey will be rotational guys. Um, I, I, I don't know what to expect from either one of those guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. But, um, yeah, I mean, just when you overall... Look at the big picture of this roster, Andy. Just for the most part, pretty well set going into the uh, the initial 53 trim down. All right, Daryl, let's have a little bit of fun to end this. Let's bring in Meredith Kane, the world's greatest producer uh, in the It's Always Game Day series, which now seems to be sweeping the nation with the original here in Cleveland. Meredith Kane, I ask you, how is our jersey search going? And explain to everybody what we're doing. So we are looking for jerseys of every single starting quarterback for the Browns since 1999. And we are looking for these jerseys out in the wild. So if you're at a game and you see one, or if you're at the grocery store or filling up with gas at the gas station, we are looking for these jerseys. So we started off pretty strong this week. We found, let me give the count. That's one and two, three. So we got four. We got Charlie Fry, 
Johnny Manziel, Brandon Whedon, and Baker Mayfield. So one of these was found at the gas station, Charlie Fry. The other three we saw at the preseason game on Saturday night. Uh, I am posting all of our jerseys and I am posting our checklists, uh, both Twitter and Instagram at game day CLE. So if you want to follow along, that's where you can find it. If you want to participate, don't forget to tag us. And also I did create bingo cards. So I know, if you, they're awesome. If you want a bingo card, uh, just reach out to the show's Instagram or Twitter page at game day CLE. You can either DM or just add us and let me know. And I'll send you a bingo card and you can play along. All right, so hey, let's reiterate here one more. Fry Mayfield, who are the other two? Brandon Whedon. Oh, Whedon. And Johnny Manziel. And we got to add Deshaun Watson on that. So, oh, are we? So I have. Yeah, we're right going to include Deshaun on that. Okay, so on my list, I'll add Deshaun Watson on my list. And Brissett, right? Should we I add Brissett too? I do have. Well, we, we don't have a Brissett jersey yet. We do. Right. We did have. A, I did have a Watson jersey in front of me in the press box Saturday night. So. so that means that we have five. So I did put Jacoby Brissett on the list. I didn't put Deshaun okay. Watson on the list because he's not technically a starter yet. Uh, I was gonna, probably going to wait until later in the season, but I can add him on the list and throw a Watson jersey in there since I'm sure there's a bunch of them floating around. I'll, downtown. I'll tell you what. I, I'd be willing to, even if he gets cut, I'd be willing to interview the person that has a Rosen jersey. I, I will oh get a soundbite from the person. <laughs> That has a Rosen. If you have a Browns Rosen 19 jersey in your possession, I want to hear from you. So basically, you will will be in the next podcast. If you are listening, Andy Baskin would like to speak to you. Oh, no. I guarantee someone made a 19 Rosen jersey. And if you have a bonus, that would be a bonus jersey since Rosen hopefully will not be starting for the Browns. Cause if we are in a situation, I don't think he's going to, we don't think he's going to be on the team. I was about to say, if we are, if we are in a situation where Josh Rosen is starting for the Browns, we are in a whole heap of trouble. All right. If you have it, you'll be making a guest appearance on the podcast. Uh, Daryl, what quarterbacks off this list that we have so far? Um, I shouldn't say off this list. Who, who do you think we sh- should have? Like, I, I can't believe we don't have a couch yet. That's the first one, because I've seen those. And again, it's not really up to us to do this. We're, we want everyone else to do it. Well, if we do find it, we'll put it up there on the web. But um, couch, I think, is the one that I expect. The most. How about a Griffin? I think the Griffin, the Robert Griffin the third jerseys are going to be tough. Yeah, uh, I would say couch, um, Charlie Fry. Derek well, we Anderson, have Brady Quinn, like those should all, and Brian Hoyer, those should all be layups. Yes, they should be. The yeah. in fact, I think I bought three of the four of those. If you have a and and, and, it, and you know what we did, we took the name tape off the back. Yeah, <laughs> we took the name off the back. All right, so if you have like a Doug Peterson jersey, or if you have a Spurgeon Wynn jersey, or a Connor Shaw, Austin Davis. Oh, oh, top Hogan. If you have a Hogan's Heroes jersey, like you and and the coup de gras, Nick Mullins. If there is a Nick Mullins, Jake DeLome, Jake DeLome would be a good one. Yeah, Dale Homie, you know. What about Touchdown Jesus? Uh, well, Touchdown Jesus, uh, you mean uh, one start, uh, Charlie Whitehurst? Yes, he did, he never started. 
clipboard Jesus, right? Touchdown Jesus at Notre Dame. Yeah, touchdown Jesus is the guy that's uh, the, the uh, mosaic mural outside of Notre Dame Stadium. Yeah, it's very cool, by the way. I do not want to be around you when the lightning hits you because the Catholics are going to be very angry with you. Why? Because they play Ohio State this week? <laughs> well, it is that- amazing to me that like the similarities between Ohio State and Notre Dame. People don't so, realize So the it. funny thing is, so uh, funny story, growing up uh, as a uh, young Catholic man, Yep. Uh, my mom was a nurse, and so she would take us to the hospital for mass. And so the best part of going to the hospital for mass is number one, half hour in and out. Ooh, didn't realize that. But, oh, gets way better. This mass done in eleven minutes because the priest was a Notre Dame fan, and <laughs> so we, he would do mass during halftime of the Notre Dame game, and he was never late for the second half kickoff. So That's we would awesome. knock out mass literally in 12 minutes. Freaking awesome. The best. So I was a big Joe Montana fan when I was a kid, and that made me like Notre Dame because um, Notre Dame played Navy at the old stadium, and my dad took me to the game, and I always liked it. And um, Yeah, it's part of that my made me like Notre Dame. It's part of my childhood rebellion. I could never root for Notre Dame. That's why I always called them the crying Irish of Notre Dame. Because it would just like make all of my uh, friends very unhappy with me uh, as <laughs> devout Catholics. It's like blasphemy to say anything bad uh, about Notre Dame. And so I would always root against Notre Dame. It's part of the reason I became an Ohio State fan. <laughs> so one of the reasons I became like I, I, I fell in love with the tight end position when I was young. And Ken McAfee was one of those guys that was a tight end for Notre Dame. Do you remember him? I didn't I realize the name. he so I he was one of Montana's guys. And then I always loved Ozzy when I was a kid. And Dave Logan was a you know one of those inspirations yep. to me, who's now in Denver and actually was on our morning show uh last week. So it was kind of interesting to hear him. I did I was really bummed out though once when I lived in Montana in the early 90s. <clears throat> first of all, Dave Logan was really cool. My news director was down there because he wanted to see a Broncos game for free. So he got a credential. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, this is this is how rinky-dink it is. And since we're on the podcast, I'll say this. The the station I worked at in Montana where I loved everybody. I loved the general manager. I loved the, all the salespeople. But one of the things they used to say was that if it cost a nickel to go to the bathroom, some of the folks in our upper management would explode because they wanted everything for free. You with me on this one? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there, yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. So uh, our news director at the time, who was not a part of that, his name was Ian Marquand, who was a great guy. He um, he went to the game, got a credential, went in there, and I, I don't know how he did it, but he went up and he interviewed Logan, and at the end he said, um, hey, uh, I know your sports director, Andy Baskin, is a huge Browns fan, and he's a big Dave Logan fan, and I just want to say hi. How are you, Andy? Good to see you. So it made my day, but... I listened to him like a couple, like a year later while I was in Montana. Cause we, I think we got the Broncos broadcast up there on the radio. <coughs> I think it was KOA was their station too. Right. Does that sound right? KOA. Out in and Denver. It, yep. Yep. So 50,000 watt station out there. Yeah. I think, I think it was KOA. So I, they were playing the Browns and I heard it on the radio and Logan ripped the, you know, what out of the dog pound. Now I wasn't there and he probably was right. He was in Cleveland and I'm sure that our dog pound folks, we're throwing everything at the Broncos, but he ripped the you know what out of the. And I kind of walked away. I was like, "Oh, come on, Dave, man, you played for the Browns your whole career, and then you ripped the dog pound because they were throwing batteries and kegs." 
and Tomahawk. And what else could they have thrown out there? Engines and uh, basketball hoops. I don't know. They threw everything out on the field. I was bummed when he did that. I will tell you that, though. I was I was bummed. That's what I got. Axes. We do not, we do not condone any of that behavior. <clears throat> no. It is, a new, it is a new world we live in, and if you want to turn in the person you're sitting next to you, there's a number you can text, and they have it on the scoreboard all game. Right? Yeah, the, the, I am old enough to remember the, uh, the dog pound on a weekly basis, showering, Visiting opponents with batteries and dog biscuits on a regular basis. Oh, I'm so, I mean, I was lucky enough because my dad was working down there. So I got to go in the field every once in a while when I was young. I would love to hear dog pound stories too. Like I would love to retell dog pound. I don't, I don't know if the statute of limitations has expired yet. So I don't know if we can actually have dog pound stories yet. Like, I think people have to be like, I think we have to be talking about dead people at this point. Well, I mean, there's all, like that. You, you know what? At, my least, at least the stories that I can tell. So the <laughs> I have to wait for people to die. <laughs> you, oh, you have stories. Well, why can't we not? Uh, why can't we hide uh, our identity? Because we're keeping it a family podcast. That's all. all I know is that the the folks that used the front row got run out of there pretty quick um, after the regime changes, right? Yeah. We didn't see those people on the front row uh, front row much longer after the, but they kept the name. But all and it, I mean, there's a lot of behind the scenes stories like with some of the characters that have sat, like we don't have characters in the dog pound anymore, do we? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah and, you know, the stories of, you know, guys sneaking in kegs and stuff like that, you know, so they didn't have to go to the concession stands for beer. I don't think my favorite is the fact that Hank Aaron used to go in there and sit in there, fly yeah. out from Atlanta for games and no one knew. No. Yeah. No one knew he went in. And if they did know, they didn't say anything. They didn't make a big deal about it. Right. That's what I loved about it. That's be. Yeah. So, all right. Are we done for this week? You have a final thought, or what are you thinking here? I, no, I, th- I think we're good. We'll see. We'll see how right we are on the uh, on on the roster here. Come Tuesday at four p.m. All right. I'm excited too. It seems like last point, Daryl. Is it me, or does this feel like this is a rather very very long break? And it's because of the new no, schedule. It's, it, it, it's fairly normal. So they will. Uh, it used practice. to be ten days. 10. Right. Well, it'll be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they'll practice. And then everybody in the NFL is off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They get the three-day weekend. And then once everyone comes back on Labor Day, buckle up. Here we go. And uh, it'll, you know, the season's going to be here before we know it. But um, I, I think the reason why it feels so long, Andy, is because training camp just takes forever, right? And they remove the preseason game but they didn't cut any of camp out and that extra training camp is that ramp up period now. So it just, it feels like training camp takes forever, but no, the, the, um, the time in between, of course it's been shifted, right? Right. Uh, Typically uh, cut downs used to be on Saturday. Like it was Saturday at four o'clock is, is when the cuts would come and some Browns regimes would make us wait till like midnight to get the cuts and some would have the cuts out like Friday night at five. Um, and so now that it's, I, I, I personally like this schedule of get them done on Tuesday, three days of practice, three day weekend, come back Labor Day and away we go into week one. I actually don't have a problem with this portion of how the NFL laid out the schedule. Believe it or not, Daryl does not have something to complain about. There we go. It's a new day. I think you've perked up throughout this this podcast too. I think we started a little grumpy in the beginning. Well, I, it's the, the again math vexes me. 
Yeah, that's and the and and you kept throwing me for a loop because like I'm like, did I, did I do this right? I, and um, so I was very nervous about the math. I didn't want any of our listeners to be like, Daryl, you're an idiot. You can't add and subtract. So I I think I succeeded. Well, that's okay. I'm the one that couldn't add and subtract, so right. don't worry about it. We're good. I think I successfully navigated the roster math. It is you that had the problem. And again, well, I'm fine with that. I'm okay with you having the problem with adding and subtracting. But me, eh, you know, I get a well, little. Well, I, I I'll be honest with you. I'll leave with this note. I failed Chisholm Bob. Do you know what that was? No. Were you? Were you I think I'm a little. Was bit a, okay, so in the '70s they had this system. Yes. Yeah. When I was, I was real little, the, I know. At the I end know. of the '70s. I know. They had this system where you would take your thumb and you would bounce it on the table, and then you would touch your fingers. I think it was called Chisholm Bob, and it was a way to to do math. So you'd be like, "Hey, you can't here I get it. Seven. <laughs> what? See, I just do this. One, two, three. I hear you. All right, let's get out of here. Meredith needs to get this out so people can hear the podcast, the big one. After the last preseason game, one and two. What a disappointing preseason. I can't get uh, I can't get a T-shirt that said National Preseason Champions. That's all right. I'll have to wait till next year. That's what we do in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder for our amazing producer. Outstanding, amazing uh and uh puts up with us all the time meredith kane thank you meredith who does a great job on the podcast if you want to be a part of the podcast you know how to do it at game day cle at game day cle not to be confused with imposters at game day cle on instagram and on twitter thanks for listening to it's always game day in cleveland